This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who's gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined once again by a good friend of mine. You know her as a Bravo historian. Please welcome Samantha Bush. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I mean, I'm a little hungover. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> are you? I know, There's a, I'm always like, I'm amazing. And it's like, well, walk it back. Walk yeah, back. like, let's really think about that. You know, I'm doing good. I feel like there's a lot going on this week. I'm still... Um, I want to talk about Teresa's wedding and all the drama surrounding because I haven't really had a chance to unpack that on -hmm. on the microphone yet. And that Mm -hmm. is important. Of course, we're going to talk about Beverly Hills and also Sharice coming back to Potomac, maybe possibly full time. Uh, Getting her flute. Shasha. Oh, my God. I feel like Potomac, as much as I love it, I don't really pay that much attention to them in the off season. Mm -hmm. So I saw like there was like chatter happening on Twitter yesterday because our good friend Steve Faces by Bravo posted that like she might be getting her full time thing back. And some like people were like, well, I mean, based on how many filming events she was at, like, I think it's more likely that she's a friend of it. I'm like, I didn't even realize she was really at filming. Like, I don't. I'm not like keeping tabs on who's where, what day. Potomac is kind of like Jersey to me, like where I don't really know what's going on unless the show is like airing. Like, I feel like they keep it like pretty under wraps, except for obviously what's going on right now with Melissa and Teresa. Like that there obviously is out there. But like normally Potomac is like a little bit of a surprise. Like, I don't know when they're filming, where they're filming, where they're going. Like, I don't know what's going on. All I know is Ashley Darby is a goddamn professional and waited to divorce Michael Darby while she was filming. Yes. Thank God. I also think Potomac, like, more than some of the other cities, like, there are real friendships on that cast. Mm -hmm. So, like, sometimes you'll see, like, a few of them hanging out and you're like, oh, my God, it's probably filming. And it's like, no, they're actually just like, like, Giselle and Candace are just like getting lunch like yeah i think sometimes there's like that tendency to be like if they're together there's a camera and it's like no actually these women are like, no, this supposed isn't to beverly be hills yeah they're real friends <laughs> right um okay so shasha what's your what's your like just current quick thought on like do you are you do we want her I'm back some people i posted this and some people are like no she's the worst and i'm like I think Sharice. No, I don't think so. I I, don't, I feel I mean, like we've seen worse. I don't like adore Sharice, but I also there's nothing that sticks in my brain as like a reason I don't want her on my television. Right. Uh, the only thing that sticks out to me about her is how very open she was about how like she was going to spend all of her ex husband's money, and I loved that for her. I was like, please, because yes. he sucked. So. I am. I mean, I guess I'm excited to see her. Like, she's not someone I ever think about. But when I do, I'm like, okay, 
I'll see her. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I mean, other than like Giselle and Karen and Ashley, like, I don't really think about the like Potomac girls that much. Like, I'm not really no. thinking about like, oh, what has Mia been up to since we last saw her? I never think about Mia. I do. I mean, everyone should stream Drive Back by Candy Gal. Obviously, it's a bop. Uh, snubbed by the Grammys, but what snubbed. are you? What are you gonna do? Um, okay, I want to talk about Jersey. So obviously, yeah. the wedding of the century was on Saturday. We all have seen the hair. We've all talked about the hair. Um, but I think once you once you dig beneath the layers of the hair, the other most interesting thing, of course, is Melissa and Joe not attending. And mm-hmm. so there's been more kind of like tea bubbling up, coming out alleging throwing out that they had this big falling out at the finale party and mm-hmm. we're hearing that it goes back to this rumor about Melissa cheating on Joe and that it may be coming from some <laughs> some lady who <laughs> was like used to be friends with Margaret which of course yeah. is messy cuz people people still like to say that Margaret was like the root cause of the Jackie Evan stuff. cheating on Jackie rumor mm-hmm. but so my favorite interaction on Twitter was this dude this man DJ tweeting at <laughs> at 2T's pod at Teddy Mellencamp at Tamara Judge OC Hi, not sure if you've seen all the Marge drama with her childhood friend. My wife is that person. Any chance you'd give her a fair chance to explain her side of the story on your podcast? Tamara quote tweets this and just says, no, face palm emoji with the link to the podcast. And then Margaret quote tweets that and says, scary when husbands are desperate too." dot, dot, dot. Oh my God. I I mean. DJ, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, stop. And also. Like, shut the fuck up. It's giving... Remember that really scary woman from, like, season three or four with the blonde hair and she had that really scary husband and they were, like, alleging that Melissa was, like, a stripper and cheating on Joe? This is... I mean, this is a rumor that's been going on for, like, ten years. Was that Penny? Penny, yes. I always want to call her Peggy, but her name is Penny. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, because there was, like, there was always the thing of people were, like, oh, Melissa's, like, Melissa hates Teresa. She's so horrible to Teresa. And Melissa's, like, well, what about Kim? What about Penny? What about all of these people that Teresa has, like, sent after me? And this, this, like, new situation, it just is, I think it would be, it would feel just kind of, like, random, like, filming drama, except for the fact that the wedding happened and they Mm -hmm. actually didn't go, which feels obviously, like a big, you know, line that they've drawn in the sand, but I don't, I mean, whatever, honestly, the Teresa, the Teresa stands, I, I respect your journey. If you're a Teresa stan, you've chosen a life, whatever, but like at a certain point, it's like, yeah, like d- Melissa said on the reunion, like she doesn't need to try to be friends with Teresa anymore. If it's, if the same shit keeps happening, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like go, go down to the shore with the, with Kim and Lisa with a Y, like have mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, I I'm actually really proud of Melissa and Joe for doing this. I feel like this was the biggest way that they could show Teresa like we're done, like we can't keep doing this. And I mean, I'm not going to like get into the whole Teresa stan of of it all. I I can't because the mental gymnastics that people do is at bananas to me. But another thing that really I've been thinking about and I would really love your thoughts Dylan is I find Louis's strategy with this whole 
with Teresa to be very interesting and call it call me crazy but I almost like it's a strategy and I find it manipulative because he has Teresa who does these crazy things like hates Margaret hates Melissa like you know it gets angry and heated and screams but then you have Louie on the outside I mean God knows what's going on on the inside of that house but you have him saying like we wish them the best like I love Mm. Margaret like I support Joe. Like, I wish that they would have come, but it's okay. They're still a family. I find it very strange, and I find it very, like, manipulative on his part to try to make him and Teresa look like the good people in this situation when clearly they're not. And I think it's a way for him to be like, see, I'm a good guy. Like, all those things that you've heard about me aren't true because I'm out here trying to make peace. It's like, but Joe and Melissa, what do you fucking want from them? Like everyone's like, Melissa's been cashing and checks off Teresa's back since season three. It's like, yeah, but Teresa's also done that off Melissa. Like they are, they, they're fucking with each other on that, on that level. Yeah. In terms of Louis's kind of way of handling things, I think, I feel like he is, I think he is pretty careful and deliberate in how he, acts on camera and on social media and in public because I think he knows maybe even more than we do kind of what is under the surface that it's like there is the shady stuff there's you know the video the exes the whatever like Mm -hmm. even if you want to dismiss that stuff like it's out there it exists Mm -hmm. there might be more who knows but like I think Louis knows that he can't come on the show and be like yelling and screaming and whatever because that's going to be like a bad look and as much as I think he's like cringe I think he understands more than Teresa does kind of the optics of stuff and so he's Mm -hmm. the one that says like you know calm down it's not worth it you're like yeah like they can ask about the video it's fine like I know it's out there like whereas Teresa's kind of like a you know hair trigger that she's gonna like go off on people Louis is kind of it's all it almost feels like a little more dangerous because he's like smarter Like he's saying, he's saying like, oh no, Joe and Melissa, like we would never want anything, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. it's their choice. We understand, we respect it. And it's like, yeah, but then are you going to like pull some shady shit to like sabotage their mortgage or something? Like, I feel like there could be like some layer beneath the surface that we're not Mm -hmm. ever going to be like shown unless he gets caught on like a hidden camera or something. Yeah. And it makes me really sad because I think everybody is always so focused on the daughters, but you know, no one is ever thinking about Melissa's kids. Like they're older now. Like they, they can see things. They can see what's going on online. Like they're not dumb. And I just feel bad for them because this is like, you know, if Melissa and Joe ever did something, you know, to Teresa, everyone's like, think about her family. Think about her kids. It's like, yeah, well, they have three kids, too. I don't know. I just feel bad. And it's it's going to be a rough season for us. Um, not, I'm not even anti-Teresa. I just, like, don't see how she's right all the time like everyone else. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see the new people in the mix, too. Because it looks like we've got a couple women who have right. actually made it through the season and will likely be full-time additions. At least... There's a, there's a new Danielle, which just like PTSD. That Danielle from, is giving me cringe. 
cringe. Well, she's she's definitely team Teresa, which she's is... definitely team influencer. She's giving me like <laughs> I hate her social media. I do. I it's just not what I want for Jersey. Mm. Uh, I I don't know, and the fact that Jackie was demoted like deeply upsets me. But well, whatever. now there's I mean now there's back and forth about whether or not. Jackie might actually be stay full time because they're like, mm. oh, she really brought it during filming. She she came to play. She gave so much storyline, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll find out. In I guess people, we'll find out. Also, like Andy was tweeting, he tweeted something like about his fucking kids the other day, and people are in the replies like, when is the New Jersey trailer dropping? I'm like, babe, you have like months to go. Months. That's the thing. Like Andy will be like, good morning, and everyone's like, where's the Atlanta trailer. It's like Atlanta's on. Um, so we're not going to get like in the new season trailer for a long time. Like it's just like people are so annoying. Well, but yeah, it's like just use your use your fucking brain because uh, New Jersey, also, just they shut just finished up and just it, they just finished what's filming, on TV. <laughs> like they just finished filming like a week ago. That's mm-hmm. not ever how that's worked. And also <laughs> they have finished filming seasons of Potomac, Salt Lake City and Miami prior to New Jersey being done. So it's like, in what world do you think that there's going to be a New Jersey trailer dropping like this week? Yeah. The things don't happen like that. It's but, silly. I mean, yeah, I sort of wish I was like, I sort of wish I was like oblivious enough to just log on to Twitter and be like, when's New Jersey? <laughs> Same. I also, I wish I could like tweet like possible like casting rumors. People love to talk about that. And they just throw out the craziest things. Like, the yeah, craziest. I mean, I know you and I have talked about this before, but like, in, like thinking back to a year ago, all of the rumors that were swirling about Roni and like when the reunion was getting delayed and canceled and rescheduled and all of this stuff. And then like people were getting fired and hired and recast and demoted and promoted for the new season that ne- didn't happen. Yeah. And it's just like the way people will like, bend over backwards and like reach under like mm-hmm. r- like uh, turn under like a, under a rock somewhere and they're like i found roni casting news from a from an exclusive like inside source and it's like babe mm-hmm. it's not real yeah i'm like okay whatever like think whatever you want it's it's just crazy i think roni yeah, will I, start filming soon i think i i don't know roni is like a i don't know what's going on over there I mean, okay, the thing with Roni is that it's, like, when they announced this, like, double, you know, two-pronged solution back in the spring, I was like, okay, yeah. But then it's, like, the longer that it goes with no kind of, like, updates or Mm -hmm. indication that it's, like, there's, like, movement happening, I'm like, how long are we waiting for Legacy? Like, like when is... I thought this was going to be out, like, (laughs) you know, in... October or something like I thought we were going to have like a show to look forward to meanwhile Sonia and Luann have been in Illinois this whole time and like (laughs) yeah I don't know what the fuck is going on like I feel like they announced the they announced the plan when it was still just like an idea and it's like I feel like one person said it in a meeting and they were like that's what we're telling people I feel like they should have announced this plan when the when like the reboot cast was like already filming mm-hmm. yeah so i agree i'm just like a little yeah i mean like i'm not like obviously i'm gonna watch the shows i'm like hoping they're good i'm excited to like want them to be good but like mm-hmm. what's 
like what what's happening where are we (laughs) where are we ramona's back from ibiza babe like what are you waiting for (laughs) yeah i know get her get her on get her on my screen i'm sorry like i after like everything that we've gone through housewives wise within the last like two years three years i like really am adamant about keeping ogs on Mm. just because like they are women that were part of the show before social media and they just like know how to they just know how to play the game and i just there's something about the new people that come on that i'm like i what the fuck is this like i don't that's know an interesting, just, feeling, that's an interesting perspective because we're kind of in you know there was i feel like a couple of years ago there was kind of that wave where it was like bethany left nini left lvp left all kind of within a year or so Vicky and Tamara yeah like there was a big kind of like an exodus like turnover of these like OGs leaving their shows and now I feel like we're almost like resettling a little bit it's like Tamara's back uh you know Jill was on girls trip maybe she'll be on Mm -hmm. legacy Taylor Armstrong is like you know alive again like we we didn't really like we we barely even saw her on instagram for all of those years mm-hmm. and so it's like it does feel like there is and like sheree obviously is back on atlanta maybe sharice is coming back that feels a little different but it is like it does feel like they're kind of ha- is this like oh maybe we overcorrected in terms of mm-hmm. like cleaning house and now we're we don't need to like we're not hiring back bethany you know nini is never going to come back right. like that kind of the lvp no. that ship is not whatever but like okay maybe we do need some of those pieces of that like classic vibe yeah i mean i just think that like when i saw vicky and tamara on watch what happens live i got a little tear in my eye because i was like these women are so crazy and i love them so much and there's like just this heavy nostalgia with them that i just like just miss with these shows like there was just this like really crazy they just felt like my crazy aunts and now it's like I also take issue with Bravo in the sense that I don't think they give new people enough of a chance. So it's like there's always this turnover happening and it's hard to like sink my teeth into anything or any like it's hard to care about women's stories. If I'm like, well, will they even be here next year? I don't know. Like, that's my issue, too. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to bring in new people, like give them a chance, like give them more than one season. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, you know, think about OC, because there's obviously been a lot of casting news about that recently, yeah. like how last season, like, it wasn't an incredible season, but I didn't think it was like a totally terrible season. Same. But like, with Noella and Dr. Jen, like, I really feel like they were like such blips on the, you know, radar screen that it's like, okay, yeah, like, I mean, Dr. Jen, I was not like, you know, I wasn't like riding hard for her to get a second season or anything, but like with Noella, especially, I do feel like there was kind of like a spark of something there. And obviously her personal life situation was really messy during filming. And like, I don't really know mm-hmm. what she would have brought without that. But I kind of am like, we, I mean, there wouldn't, I don't, I would not have been mad about them just like letting her come back for a season. I don't think they're paying her that much. So like, it's not a budget yeah. issue. No, I I just think like we like they have to give us a chance to like get to know these people. I think like with New York and Jersey for and Potomac, the reason why they do so well is because 
it's a cast that pretty much stays the same. But like mm-hmm. with Orange County and Atlanta too, I feel this way. I'm like, there's so much turnover that I don't know who to care about because I'm like, I don't want to get invested. I don't want to follow these people on Instagram. If I know that they're not going to be here next year, like I don't care. But I don't know. That's just how I feel. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. So speaking of OGs on their shows, there's still one on Beverly Hills, and that is Kyle, obviously. If you're listening to this, you probably know. Um, I want to talk about Beverly Hills. And... This episode, I feel like Kyle is like doing her little like pot stirring messy thing and that where she kind of like, you know, like turns up the gas and then like, is like, what? Who started the fire? Where I, where am I? And because Dorit's black and gold party is like extremely, extremely chaotic in a way that just like kind of made my skin crawl. (laughs) And it's Kyle's fault. It's Kyle's fault. It's Kyle's fault. And that party <laughs> that party first of all Dylan homeless not toothless homeless homeless not toothless. not toothless what the fuck is that name I was shaken 
when I heard her say that there's this because you know there's like smile train there's all Operation these different smile yeah yeah homeless not toothless I don't know I feel like maybe we could like work on giving giving them homes like I feel like that's more important <laughs> it I don't is know like it's so, very weird yeah because it's like it sounds like funny and then when it's you hilarious. actually think about it it's like wait so are we like making sure that they stay homeless but then giving them like Tea? smile makeover like and it's like she she may be homeless but honey she ain't toothless it's like what? <laughs> i know i and then to see the doctor the ceo of homeless not toothless and to find out that he's a sperm donor as well was a shock like a prolific sperm donor yeah he's got like nine kids he was like yeah i found a couple more the other day on ancestry i'm like what are we doing and then he didn't even come to the party i was like isn't this your thing it was weird it was so weird and of course we find out that dorit got involved with this charity because she used to be neighbors with sharon stone and so one day sharon stone knocks on her door and says there's this great charity and i'm like what is happening where when was this where like did she was she neighbors with sharon stone at that like ugly ass house on the hill like that had 82 steps like sharon stone was like climbing up the driveway and then walking up the steps to the front door to knock on her door about homeless not toothless like when did this happen i don't know dorit has literally never talked about this ever uh it's a it's it, homeless, not toothless. I don't know. <laughs> I She's don't like, know. Sh- Sharon, crazy. Sharon, Sharon, can I just say, it is so chic to be homeless, but not toothless. <laughs> yeah. I, and then like to the for the opening scene of this episode to be Dorit and PK just stumbling into this dentist office, showing their teeth. I was like, this is chaotic. <laughs> At least I'm feeling good about the pearly whites after I got my DUI. (laughs) And here's the thing, like, I've seen, like, on Married to Medicine, Dr. Heavenly does a lot of work for, like, people to help with their smiles because Mm -hmm. it is a big thing, like, to help, like, people get jobs, like, to have nice teeth. Like, you can't show up with, like, teeth missing to a job interview. So I understand, like, maybe the print, but the name is insane. It reminds me of, like, um, the charity on Insecure, like where they're like, like where they just like completely we, like keep missing the mark, and it's very we got y'all stressful. Yeah, we got y'all. Yeah. So, and then this, I mean, the the colors being black and gold, and like that table, it felt like a hibachi table, like where they're all sitting around. Like it was so weird. Yeah, I mean. I, I love Dury. Obviously, be, philanthropic efforts are great, but it just was like, okay. And then, of course, they, while Rinna and Sutton are in the middle of like shouting at each other across the table for way too long, Melissa Etheridge comes down the stairs and like middle aged white women just like go feral over Melissa Etheridge. They're like, oh, no. And it's like, you guys like are famous kind of and like no celebrities. <laughs> And they're like, can I get a picture with Melissa Etheridge? And it's like, okay. like There's like eight of you there. I'm sure she'll take a picture. <laughs> These women have not streamed a Melissa Etheridge song in a decade. Like, there's not a fucking chance. But I, I let's, I mean, let's unpack this whole thing with Kyle and Sutton. 
Because uh. Kyle is like adamant that Lisa would never say get the fuck out of my house. She's like, she wouldn't say that. Did she say that? And asking the whole fucking table if Rena said that. And Dorit's like, yes, she did. And then Kyle was like, I just don't believe. And even Mauricio was like, no, that sounds like something Lisa Rena would say. Like, why, why I, is Kyle yeah. so shocked by this? I actually one thing that really annoys me when housewives do this is when they get like hyper fixated on whether or not they said like one specific word or sentence or phrase. And like, that's like, they're, you know, that's the hill they're going to die on that. It's like, no, no, no. The word motherfucker would not come out of my mouth. I simply wouldn't say that. And it's like, most of the time they did in fact say it and we saw it on camera but even if they didn't say it or even if we don't know it's like who cares the i like never in my life or i mean whatever like i'm not often in situations where i'm like well i mean yeah i screamed at her and like i definitely you know i thought she was being a bitch but like i didn't say the word bitch like you know yeah. i was you know, I was berating her and raking her over the coals, but like that word, uh uh-uh. It's like, unless you're like, unless it's something so offensive, it's like, get the fuck out of my house is not like, if, if Rana didn't say that, she said something else very similar and probably in, you know, an elevated tone. It's like, who Mm -hmm. cares? I know. It's It's like, like, that's not really the point. It's splitting hairs when the whole actual point is that you look like a lunatic the way you're talking to Sutton and that you can't just like, let it go even when you've told her one-on-one that you're going to Mm -hmm. and then later at the end of the episode when she has the whole breakdown about lois's stuff being delivered to her house look i a hundred percent feel for lisa renna i'm what she's going through with her losing her mom is super sad and i i don't think there's like a timeline for being over that or like whatever like i don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that she's still processing this grief but like the she's like sorry Sutton I'm taking it out on you and it's like no but like the last like three episodes it's like you're not like upset at this one dinner and being rude to Sutton because of it it's like you haven't let this go the whole season we're Mm -hmm. 12 episodes into the season and you've been mad about this Elton John thing the entire fucking time even before your mom passed away mind you so it's like okay like Maybe you get a little bit of a pass for being like on edge at homeless, not toothless dinner, but like that—that—that's not like a one-size-fits-all yeah. excuse for your behavior the entire season. Yeah, and okay, I, this might be unpopular, and I'm really sorry, but obviously it's really sad that her mother died. Okay, everyone's sad. It's sad. I can't imagine losing a parent. Her mother. It was like 90 something like it's like, okay, I get it. But like, you know, you are 60 years old, Lisa Rinna. This isn't like a shock. Like it wasn't like out of I feel like it wasn't like out of nowhere. And also it's hard because it's like, yeah, you feel sad for her. But then you're also just exhausted by her because it just feels like she she overreacted. She lost her fucking mind again and then realized that she's losing her grip and then just starts crying. That's how it feels to me because mm-hmm. it, it's just really weird because like you said, this is something she hasn't been able to let go since pre-Lois passing. And it's just 
I'm just tired. I'm just exhausted by Lisa Rinna. I I genuinely don't think she'll be back next year. I think everyone's Mm. kind of just fed up and she's just spiraling. It's giving Dorinda. Um, It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch her just throw. And for Kyle to be like, I don't want her to go all Amsterdam. It's like, also, let's not forget that she threw glass and tried to choke your own sister. Like, this is a this woman is bonkers yeah i it's interesting i think like lisa for a few seasons i feel like has kind of lost the thread of like what made her kind of a fan favorite in her Mm -hmm. earlier seasons but i do feel like this is the first year where it actually feels like she could be in a vulnerable vulnerable position moving into next season and beyond i think it feels like there's a little bit less it's like she's annoying in the same ways that she was before but we're getting like less payoff because of it almost Mm -hmm. and also i think her appearance on watch what happens live last week i think it was oh my god it was her first time in the clubhouse since a a long time i don't know when Mm -hmm. when her last visit was something about that yeah, she and made a comment about that. I don't think that was a good showing for her. Like I I mean, my personal feelings about Lisa Rinna being like obnoxious the last couple of years aside, it was like an awkward episode. I don't think I felt bad for Marin Morris that she was like paired with her because it's like <laughs> they're asking Marin questions about Beverly Hills and Lisa's like, you know, straw in her mouth like don't say your team Sutton. And it's like, that's not, this isn't fun. Like it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't light. It wasn't, you know, messy in a fun way. It was like, can this is, I feel like this is not, this is not, yeah, it's not I like mean. enjoyable. Like, it's, it's feeling very Dorinda to me. And I mm-hmm. was like, num- Dorinda's like number one fan. Like I defended Dorinda <clears throat> when no one else did. And Rinna is just, she's wearing on us like because like you said there's no payoff it just seems like she latches on to like this one thing that really isn't that big of a deal because she has nothing else quote-unquote going on in her life that she wants to share because let's not forget around this time that they're filming her daughters were like coming out and like speaking out against Rena. like Delilah Bell was saying, like, my parents aren't helping me pay for, like, rehab to, like, get better. They're not helping me with therapy. Like, I mean, that is, like, not being brought up. And I find that very weird. And I also think it's weird that Rinna is so quick to remind everyone, like, oh, my daughter had an eating disorder and she got help for it. It's like, well, that's also something that you take with you your whole life. It's not something that you're just, like, cured of. And for her to just be like, yeah, my daughter is fixed. It's like, she's not. That's not how that works. And I just think it's weird. It's very weird. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. To talk about Amelia and Delilah, like they used to be on the show so much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even just a couple seasons ago when... Amelia was struggling with the eating disorder and, you know, they were like getting her an apartment and all of this stuff. It felt like Amelia was kind of Rena's whole storyline. And this Mm -hmm. like now, if you think about it, they're like not on the show. And I I mean, I know they're, I know they're older. They have their own stuff going on, but it's like, they're like, it doesn't even feel like they're really like, you know, off to the side or like popping up every once in a while. Like I feel like, it feels like Delilah Bell is like, yeah, I don't want to be on Housewives this year. Yeah, I think that Delilah Bell made a decision. Like, she's struggled a lot with her health within the last year since COVID, and has been very public about how much her parent, uh, how much her mom sucks specifically. So I just think it's weird that like Rinna doesn't talk about that. Like, you know, like think about like Tamara Judge. Like, she would talk about how Sydney and her were not, you know, in a good place. I, I don't know. There's something about Rena that I'm just like, what are you giving us? Like, there's really nothing. You're just yelling at Sutton, who I'm obsessed with Sutton's strategy with these women because she just lets them dig their own graves. Like, her lack of reaction a lot is just to watch. And it makes them crazy. It makes them go insane. Because she's just like, you're not going to yell at me. Yeah. Both with Rinna and with Diana this season, she's really successfully pulled off the thing of like, we had our issue. We talked about it. I can acknowledge what I did wrong. Hopefully you can acknowledge what you did wrong. But like, that's all I need from it. And I'm not, I don't hate you. I don't want to scream at you. I Mm -hmm. don't want to be fake. I want to like move forward. And we've seen both Rinna and Diana, it's almost like they're like, programming glitches a little bit and it's like no but we 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 were supposed to have this was supposed to be my feud for the rest for the rest of the season like exactly i mean that lunch that rinna or that lunch that Sutton and diana went to where diana was wearing the baseball cap that's like how i'll you know always remember it um it was like to watch Sutton just like not give diana what she thought she was going to get. And like, mm-hmm. it came, like Diana thought she was going into that lunch and making like such a power move, but like the, the momentum totally ended up with Sutton because Diana's like, well, I was being fake. Weren't you being fake? And Sutton's like, no, I don't, 
care about this. <laughs> yeah, it was it. She's handling it all perfectly. And like to watch Rena scream at her and Sutton just kind of not give her what she's looking for is just amazing to me. It's great. And I love yeah, her for and I it. Think, I think last year, obviously, Sutton had a, a really strong season just like whether you like her or not strong in the sense that she made a big impact with the Erica Mm -hmm. stuff and I think actually it's really impressive this season how she has done other things within the group I think there was kind of a there was like a nervousness that this season was kind of going to be like Erica Erica's legal drama part two which like Mm -hmm. you know I don't really think we need, especially when two thirds of the cast just like, isn't going to say anything about it. So there was kind of that thought that it's like, Oh God, Beverly Hills is going to do that thing where they're going to spend three years talking about something that doesn't actually have that much content. And like the fact that Sutton has actually found other things to do Mm -hmm. the way she has this season. It's like, that's a, that to me is like a great housewife because it's like, you don't need to like you you don't need to just have like one thing that's like your thing for the season it's like the diana stuff feels like we haven't talked about it in weeks but that was like a really solid part and like the Mm -hmm. rena thing now is like coming back and sutton is kind of coming out on top there and i think like yeah she's having a great season and it doesn't feel it's a she's having a great season in a very different way than she did last year and i think that's impressive yeah i agree and Something that really struck me as odd is how upset they were getting with uh, Garcelle saying, like, you always have to defend her. It's like, well, that's her friend. And what do you guys do all the time? You guys, like, blindly defend each other no matter what. It's like, and you're mad that Garcelle is having to defend Sutton. It's so... And then they were mad that Sutton, you know, used this Elton John thing as a way to defend Garcelle. I'm like, you guys are... They're weird. The way that they operate. And now, like, Garcelle and Sutton are starting to poke holes in it. And I think Dorit's slowly going to switch sides. I just see it. Mm. Also, do you... What do you think about Mauricio and Dorit having chemistry? Do you think they have chemistry? (laughs) Um, I think because there's this like Mauricio, running joke on Twitter about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, think it's hilarious. Fu- I think it's fun. I think Mauricio could have chemistry with anyone, though. Like, I oh, think that's so true. I think he could like flirt with the doorknob, and you'd be like, ah, I kind of see it. Yeah, that's true. I just really love this idea that they're like flirty. I would love to see Dorit like become a little more of like a swing vote because right now I think she is like. She's not as, like, far gone as Rinna and Erica and, like, Mm -hmm. Diana to that side. But, like, she still generally kind of ends up on that side of things. And I think it would be fun to see Dorit kind of, like, play a little bit more with Garcelle and Sutton. And I think it could happen. I think so, too. I think it could happen, too. Especially if if something happens and... Miss Rinna isn't on the show next season. I do think that would change a lot of the dynamics just because, you know, Rinna has been so like staunch in her like loyalty packed Fox force, you know, whatever. Like it's Mm -hmm. really hard to kind of, you're either like so much on her team or you're like her worst enemy. And so I think if that presence wasn't in the room, it would give people like Kyle and Dorit a lot more, 
freedom to just kind of like do what they want to do versus being like, yeah, we're best friends. And so I would never, never, never go against you. Like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. that energy kind of like sucks. It like sucks the life out of the room. Yeah, it does. It just it's not fun to watch an alliance like that. Like and what really struck me as odd was how when Kyle and Erica were having that conversation during that strange uh, chiropractor appointment on a tennis court um, was when Kyle brought up, you know, Garcelle mentioned to me about your drinking, blah, blah, blah. And Erica got upset. And I'm like, but didn't you and Rinna have like a whole sit down about this? Why are you upset that Garcelle's being like just making an observation? It's strange. The drinking thing is so weird because I feel like we have gone back and forth a few times between Erica saying, you know, there there was the like, she's just letting loose, whatever. But then yeah. last week's episode, she's like, I've realized that I can't drink on the medication. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. okay, you said okay. You, you. So those words just came out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then when Rena had her wine tasting, I was like, she ordered the tea and then it was like, okay, she's tasting the wine, I guess. Okay. Whatever. But like, there's a big difference between like, I should be careful about how much I'm drinking and saying like, I can't drink on these meds. And then this week she's like mad at Garcelle for talking about it. But Garcelle was not the only one talking about it. And even Kathy was like, something is wrong with her. Dorit, when 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 Garcelle said that Erica mm-hmm. hit her head, she's like, "What? No. Yeah, oh my god!" And like, yeah, like so, Dorit Dorit had thoughts about it. Like to me, it's like maybe Garcelle was the one who kind of was like bringing it up the most, and I could see Erica being like, "Well, that's annoying that she's talking about me." But like the actual idea of the drinking being too much, I thought we were, I thought we had agreed on that. And I, like, yeah, that's what I. That's why I was so confused this week. I was like. Wait, I thought and th- that this was yeah. a thing that you even talked about and agreed with. So why is Garcelle just making this observation such a problem for you? It's it, it's it's just a perfect example of the flat force four, like making like poking, like making it this like weird alliance and cherry picking when they're upset about things. It's so frustrating to watch. It's not fun. Right. And also and also the thing of like not actually having that much to talk about because it's like. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see every combination of people in the cast talk about Erica's drinking. Like we mm-hmm. saw her get like blacked out a couple episodes in a row. That was a thing. You know, there were some initial conversations about it. Then Erica said, you know, that she like needed to drink less or whatever. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's it. That's like, yeah. that's the storyline. Like that it came to a natural conclusion. And then if Erica like fucks up and, you know, hits her head again we can bring it back up but like i don't need you to then go talk to kyle about it again like not every conversation needs to be carried out six different in six different combinations of women in the group and i think beverly hills beverly hills always has an issue with that where it's like no 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 just because just because you and you know just because dorit and Garcelle haven't had a one-on-one scene talking about this specific issue doesn't mean I need to see that like I don't need to check all the boxes of like like a storyline is a storyline it was enough and uh, you know I think the drinking it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's not actually that interesting like 
seeing her like wasted on the boat was funny. Seeing her too drunk at the Christmas party was a little bit like, but like, I don't, uh, you know, like not every storyline is like that juicy. It just reminds me a little bit of New York in the sense of just how different they handle things. Because I mean, we've seen these women like literally look at Sonia Morgan and be like, you have a fucking problem. (laughs) And yet they move on. It's not a thing that they carry with them every single episode. It's not like they literally confront her on the beach. They yell at each other and then they like go to lunch. And yeah, they move I would on. like to see. I'm like, I would love for Beverly Hills to be able to move on from things, but they they never can. They never let things go and they stick to just like this one little thing. That, and it's 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 not good for them. <sighs> yeah, I would love yeah. to see. <laughs> I'd love to see Garcelle just like scream at Erica about her drinking and then we never talk about it again. I know. I think you're a slut and an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> or like Bethany said to Dermot, I think you're a drunk. You know, if the shoe fits, wear yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, this has been such a pleasure chatting with you. Always Thank you pleasure. so much for, for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and then you can follow me at Take Yours Aloft on Twitter. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.